It's one of my favorite parshios. All Sefer Dvarim is incredible. It's one big Musar Sefer. Really, really special. So Re'eh begins, Hashem says, Look, see, I've placed before you. This is really the Makra. This is the source for what differentiates us from the animal world, what is one of the greatest brachas and gifts that Hashem has given to us, which is the bracha of free will, the capacity to make choices, to choose, to choose our destiny. Hashem says, I put before you bracha and klala. Blessing and curse, and, and choose, make the right choice. So let's see what the Slanam Rebbe has to say. What's the bracha? I place before you two choices. You wake up every morning, and you have in front of you two options. You've got the snooze in the alarm clock and come late to shul. You've got to jump out of bed as Gabra Ka'ari to greet the day. you got two choices. One is a bracha, one's a klala. It's interesting that there's no power of choice. There's no intermediate. It's binary. Everything in life is either a bracha. You're either making the right choice or the wrong choice. The right choice is if you listen to Hashem and you fulfill His mitzvah. In other words, if you ask yourself, if you ask yourself, what does Hashem want from me at this moment? My alarm went off. I have whatever choice from when you wake up till you go to sleep. There are no shortage of choices or options we have during the day, and it's a binary choice. It's either consistent with what Hashem would want you to do in that moment, or it's not. What's the curse? If you don't listen to Hashem and you veer from the way, So the Salam Rebbe is now going to ask a series of questions. Number one, why does it say re'eh? See. You're not seeing anything with your eyes. When you wake up and you have choices, the choices are not based on, on your vision. They're based on your, your intellect, your emotion. They're based on how you process, how you think about it. So, we're not talking about something that appears to the eye. What is it with the fixation on Hayom? See, I place before you today choices, bracha, and klala. What's the bracha? If you listen to the mitzvah today. And what's the klala? If you neglect and ignore Hashem today. What's the fixation on Hayom? Hashem is nesina, he's no saying he's placing before us. With the bracha and klala, God's not handing you over something. It's not giving you something that there's something physical that's, that is uh, being transmitted. So three questions. Why re'eh? We're not talking about something visible. See, I've placed before you a bracha. You don't see the choices. Number two, what's the fixation on hayom? And number three, why is it described as Hashem placing before us, giving over a bracha and klala? The gam. Person who gives, gives generously. So I understand the Lashon Nesina to give when you're talking about a bracha. When you give someone, you give generously. I'm sharing generously. I pour you a lachaim generously. I uh, invite you for a meal and feed you generously. To give is to give generously. So why would you describe giving generously when it comes to a klala, a curse? We know that Hashem is the source of all good. When something is a curse or feels like a curse, it's really the absence of the bracha, it's the absence of God and His good. So why is it described here as if God's the one placing the klala before you? Why is it described as a blessing and a curse? It should say, look, I'm giving you choices. Make the right choices, you'll be rewarded for it. Make the wrong choices, you'll suffer the consequence. Why is it described with the language of a blessing or a curse? 
When you talk about a blessing, getting a blessing, a blessing is not usually reciprocal for what you've earned, the merit that you've done. The blessing is extra. So this is schar, this is a reward. You behave properly, you made the right choice, you get the reward. You behave improperly, you neglect Hashem, you suffer the consequence. Why is that couched as blessing and curse rather than reward and punishment? It says, Asher, when you listen. So it says, right? Go back to the Pesukim. See, I've placed before you today, Bracha and Klala. What's the Bracha? Asher Tishmu. When you listen, when you do the right thing, when you're a good boy, you get a Bracha. But in Lo Tishmu, if you don't listen, you're not a good boy, you suffer the consequence, you get a Klala. Okay, so here within these, the Son of lists, we thought we just read simple Pasuk. And within this uh, simple Pasuk, or a couple of Pesukim, the Salon Rebbe lists a series of questions. Why is it described as sea? Why the fixation on Hayom? Why does it describe Hashem places? Why bracha and klalot should be schar va'onesh, reward and punishment? And why is one asher, as if you'll definitely do, you'll observe, you'll be good? And the other one is described im, if you are not good. It's inconsistent, it's incongruous. Any thoughts? Okay, so here's what the Son of Rebbe says. <laughs> so the Heligari uh, Kadosh, the great Kabbalist, that no two people have ever been the same. Throughout human history, just as no two DNA is exactly alike, so too no people are exactly alike. We have people who look alike, we have twins. It might be identical, though they're never entirely identical. But no two people are alike. Kodesh Baruch mixes it up in His creation. Every one of us is different. And not only are we different in our personality, in our skills, in our attributes, in our liabilities, in our challenges, in our socioeconomic status, in our background, in the time in which we live, in our opportunities, in our talents, not only is each of us different, but because of those differences, we are here to do something different. We each have a different mission on earth. Every human being is unique, we are individual, and we've been designed by above to be placed here on earth to fulfill a specific purpose. If, if, we, if we all have the same purpose, then Hashem could just duplicate us, He could just run us through the cap machine. The reason that we're all different is because we're meant to be different and meant to do different things. It's because of our unique mission that Hashem brought us down to this world. No other person, no other human being on earth. Shmuley, what you were designed to do here, how Kaddish Baruch Hu made you, your personality, your skill set, your talents, your opportunities, the challenges that you face, the place in which you were born, Hashem designed a specific, designed you specifically because He had a mission in mind for you. And the mission He had in mind for you, nobody who came before you could do, and nobody who will come after you if you can do it. It's only you. He's not talking about doing the mitzvahs as in the Taryag. It's not, see, I've placed before you a Shulchan Aruch. Here's the halacha of a bracha, and the halacha of tefillin, and the halacha of davening, and the halacha of kashras, and the halacha of lashonar, and the halacha of honesty and business. We're not talking about strict halacha here. We're not talking about law. What we're talking about is your mission. See, I've placed before you a purpose. 
See, I've placed before you a mission. There's a reason you are here. There's a reason you woke up this morning. Mitzvos, when I give you, what's the root of the word mitzvah? Tzivoy. If I give you a command, so it makes sense that corresponding with a command is onash. Corresponding with a command is a reward and punishment. Fulfill the command, do the right thing, you get rewarded. Do the wrong thing, you get punished. But here we're not talking about a command. We're talking about an opportunity. We're talking about a mission. We're talking about your very purpose in being created. You want to know what the greatest blessing is in the world? When you know why you're here, and you pursue it, and you feel you're fulfilling it. The person who feels they are fulfilling their mission feels blessed. And you know what the biggest curse is? When every day you wake up and you wonder, why am I here? What am I meant to do? So you thought, get to the top of the mountain professionally, and you get raise after raise, you get, you get um, what do you call it? Promotion after promotion, and you're still not feeling, understand you thought you got to the top of the mountain making more and more money, and you're still not feeling you have a mission. You still don't understand why you're here. The saddest thing, it's really sad. I know people like this. They have everything you could want in life, but they don't know why they're here. Sometimes the more you have, the less you have to do on a given day. So you're not even sure why you woke up and what you're meant to do. I said yesterday in the drasha, that great quote I came across, that Nebuch, there are some people who are so poor, all they have is money. Some people so poor, all they have is money. What makes someone so poor all they have is money is all they have is money but they don't understand their mission. And there are people who have no money but you know, they understand why they're here and they're pursuing it, they're running after it, they're trying to fulfill it and it's a bracha. It's the greatest blessing when a person has felt they can identify why they are here. Baruch is the source of all good who bestows good, who's gracious, who's benevolent who's kind. He created the world in order to sustain us from the good that He created. And He prepared for each of us the conditions. He prepared for us what we need. He put us into this world and He handed us a portfolio and said, here, in it is everything that you need to fulfill your mission. Now figure out what it is. Have you done an escape the room? I recently did escape the room with my wife and one of my daughters. And it's fantastic, right? You're just tearing the room apart trying to find clues and hints. And when you get a sense of, what, you know, okay, I know what's next. Even before I figured out how to do it, but I know what the next code is. I know what the next thing is. Then you're on your way. And, and there's nothing more gratifying than being clueless and then following clues to find a solution. So Hashem drops us into this world and we're clueless. But He puts clues all around us. And He gives us certain proclivities and He gives us certain predispositions and He gives us certain talents and skills. And now we follow those clues in order to reveal, why am I here? What am I meant to do? to serve the community in a certain role, to serve my family in a certain role, to find certain volunteer opportunities, to achieve professionally, to show certain leadership, to give generously, to be able to be there for a friend, that my experiences um, position me to use them. Maybe I struggled with a certain thing, and now that positions me to help other people with them. But to realize what's my mission. When a person can identify, when you, when you get through the clues and you figure out why you're here, that's the bracha. And when you remain clueless, and you're fumbling and struggling and tripping, over all of these things, even while you're achieving success by, um, by secular standards, then it's a klala. And that's what the Pasuk is saying, says the Rebbe. 
כל ההנהגה של הקדוש ברוך הוא מנהיג זה אדם, וכל תנאי החיים שהאדם נוסעים בהם, הכל עשוי כדי שיהודי יוכל למעלה, אז השליחה שבעבור ירד לעולם. Know that everything Hashem, every way in which Hashem interacts with you is a hint, is a clue. So you're frustrated. Hashem has closed some doors for you. You didn't get into the school you applied to. You didn't get the job that you wanted. You didn't, you didn't get the date with the girl that you hoped and thought was perfect for you. Sometimes Hashem closes doors for us. And it feels like rejection. And one can re- react and say, where is Hashem? But says the son of Rebbe, Hashem closing that door is a clue. He's redirecting you. He's telling you there's a fork in the road and that door, that was not the one for you to walk through. That's not why you're here. That's not your mission. That's not what you are meant to do and who you're meant to be. So he opens other doors. So what's our mission is to be re'e, live life with your eyes open. And look at life and look at everything that's happening to you. Look at the doors that close and look at the doors that open. Look at the opportunities and look at the stumbling blocks. Look at your own skill set and your own talents and opportunities and look at your limits and liabilities. Look, re'e, anochi nosein Hashem says, I placed it all before you. I'm giving you clues every day. Re'eh, look at the clues I'm giving you. And, brach la'uklala. Embrace the clues, figure out the puzzle, understand why you're here. Your life's going to be a bracha. You will feel so blessed and so satisfied that you're fulfilling your mission in life. But, neglect the clues. Ignore the clues. Keep trying to break through the door I close because you're, you're just convinced that that's what you're about. Then your life's going to be a klala. Then your life's going to be a klala. So the, the default is Asher Tishmu. When you listen to them, Hashem says, I'm throwing them in your face. You can't ignore them. Asher Tishmu. And the more we try to ignore them, the louder and the more visible, the more aggressive Hashem makes the clues. So asher tishmu, the clues are coming, like it or not. Im lo tishmu, but if you choose, that's where you have choice. Where you have the free will is to neglect, is to ignore the clues that he's throwing our way. Every one of us has a unique mission. We're here for a reason. And it's not just to get through the day. It's not to earn the most money. It's not to have the nicest house or car. It's not to have fame and fortune. It's not why we're here. We each have a unique reason. We each have a unique reason. Some feel are measured large, you know, and others are put the sedurim away, run the bikacholim, check in on the neighbor everyone else is ignoring. Some is overcoming an addiction and, and being a hero through overcoming challenges that nobody else can even relate to. Everyone has their own mission in life. Some, the mission is, is between them and themselves. Other, the mission is for their family. Other, the mission is the community. But it's why we're here. And says the Son of but that answers everything, all of our questions in this passage. Re'e, keep your eyes peeled, keep your eyes open, and you'll see, I'm placing before you clues, and bracha uklala, it's up to you. It's up to you. V'zayin yom bracha uklala, sabracha shetishmu'u, tachla sabrachi kasha yehudim mala sashlichus ubolam. We just read that. No. V'chol inyana bracha uklala ha'amorkan, kaya azeh. V'lachin lo hizkir b'loshan tzchar va'onesh. So we're not talking about mitzvos. We're not talking about mitzvos per se, proper. Nor are we talking about reward and punishment. Hashayach le'etzem ki yama mitzvos. Because... There's a reward if you do the right thing and a punishment if you do the wrong thing. That's about the mitzvah. We're talking about something much more meta, much more existential, much greater than, much, much, much larger than the strict, did you do the particular mitzvah? We're talking about a way of life. In other words, we make the mistake of thinking, all Hashem asks of me are the mitzvahs. Everything else is elective. I get to choose who I am, who I want to be in between. 
So I like to watch sports. I like to follow this. I like to, but I'm good. I put a check next to Shachar. So I put a check next to Dafyomi. I put a check next to Tzaka. So all my time in between is mine. And I can just gravitate to whatever I want. It's mine. But it's a totally paradigm shift. Because what the Slam Rebbe is telling us, really, this is all Torah and all of, all of Chazal, is that it's the opposite. There's no time that's ours. The time that's ours, recreational time, is to recreate, to get back to our mission, to get back to our job. But unlike our job, which we long for the day off and which we didn't have to do and we can't wait to retire and, and it's as if you know, the work is a concession. I have to work because without it I don't have money. The job of being alive, the mission of being alive is not what I'm trying to get out of. It's not what I'm trying to retire from. It's not a concession to being alive. It's the very purpose of life. It's why we are here. And it happens to be Hashem designed us that it is the greatest source of satisfaction and happiness. You want to be happy? You want to feel pleasure? All other pleasures are fleeting. Shortly after you experience them, you crave them again because they're gone. Fine wine, fine scotch, a great meal, a good cigar, physical pleasure, intimacy. Every pleasure you can experience is in the moment fantastic, but it's fleeting, it's temporal, it's gone. And then you want it again. But the meaning, that's the meaning of the spirit of the neshama. When you feel, I'm here for a reason and I'm pursuing it relentlessly and I'm giving nachas ruach tashem yisbarach, I'm making my creator proud because I'm fulfilling the very reason that I'm here, there's nothing more pleasurable in the world. David HaMelech says in Tehillim, our mission is l'hisa'anig al Hashem. We're here to get high on God. And the way you get high on God is giving Him nachas. The way you give Him nachas is realizing why we're here and pursuing it. It's the greatest. This is not just Torah. Secular wisdom has caught up because you'll see countless research that shows that the way to break out of depression is to volunteer. You want to feel good? Don't go shopping. Don't go to Neiman Marcus. You want to feel good? Go to the soup kitchen and volunteer. It's not me. Google this and you'll see. Countless, countless uh, research is showing that if you want to feel good, the answer is not to pamper yourself, which is exactly the condition that people intuitively think it is, right? I'm in a bad mood. I've got to buy a pair, new pair of shoes. Not, not our gender, but it's been rumored to others. But I, I'm depressed. I want to go buy X, Y, or Z or experience a, X, Y, or Z or indulge in X, Y, or Z. But you know, at the end of that, you just feel bad. You just feel guilty. You don't really feel any better. You just feel a little bit lighter on the wallet. You want to feel better, volunteer. Give, do, have a mission, have a purpose. Open a Gemara, open a Sefer, learn, do, volunteer, show up for somebody else. That's what makes you feel better. That's to, to fulfill our shlichus in the world. Now we understand why it's nosein. Nosein, because Hashem did place this. What He placed is clues that can reveal what our mission is. He gave us all these hints and he gave us all these clues in order to fulfill our very mission in the world. So what's the first clue? How do you know? You want to know why am I here? What am I meant to do? The answer is identify your biggest weakness. What's your Yetzirah? Laziness, temptation, desire, appetite. What's your, what's your Yetzirah? Money, women, power, rock and roll, war. What's, what's your biggest Yetzirah? Binge watching Netflix. Binge watching. <laughs> Whatever your biggest Yetzirah is, so the Tzadike Emes, says Islam Rebbe, our great righteous Sfarim HaKadoshim say that if you identify what's your biggest weakness, what's your biggest battle, you've also identified your biggest breakthrough. If you could overcome, and it's not really overcome, 
It's embrace that Yetzirah and redirect it, rechannel it. If you have the capacity to binge watch, you have the capacity to binge learn. If you have the capacity to whatever appetite, then change that appetite and you have the... Whatever is your biggest Yetzahara is also your... Whatever is your biggest liability is your biggest asset. The thing that requires your Mesiris Nefesh to overcome also reveals where you're capable of having Mesiris Nefesh to have breakthrough. Mesiris Nefesh, where you're willing to, to sacrifice. So a person will come to the world to come after a long life, and they occupy themselves with Torah and Avoda. So you're going to get upstairs, and Hashem's going to say, um, what did you do? What did you do in this world? And you're going to say, what did I do in this world? I went to Domini every day, I did Dafyomi, I did the... Hell, yeah, that's nice, that's what you're supposed to do. But what did you do? That's what I told you to do. But what did you do? What did you do? Well, I finished so many series on Netflix, or I caught every NFL game of my favorite team. No, no, what, what are you going to answer that? What did you do in this world? There's a great story of one of the Talmudim of the Nitziv. came to the Nitziv, and the Nitziv said, tell me, how are you doing? Doing well, Baruch Hashem. And uh, tell me about your family. So, well, I'm married, I have uh, five children. Oh, nice. And what do you do? What do I do? I'm a doctor, I'm a pediatric ENT, and I do microsurgery, and I save people's hearings. I'm a lawyer, and I defend people, and I help them do their closings uh, justly with righteousness. And they kept talking, and the Nitzv said again, tell me, what do you do? He said, Rebbe, I, I told you what I do. I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer. I have children, I have a family. He said, no, no, that's what Kodesh Baruch Hu does. Kodesh Baruch Hu gave you the wife, gave you the children. Kodesh Baruch Hu helps with the Parnasa. Tell me, what do you do? What I was asking is, what do you do? So the Son of Rebbe says, Masita Pata, we're going to get upstairs. And Hashem is going to say, Nu, what'd you accomplish? What'd you do? What'd you do? Then I woke up and I got to work and I got home and I paid the bills, which is heroic in many circumstances and is a mission in today's day and age. It's not a simple mission that takes Mesiris Nefesh, the affordability of being an observant Torah Jew. But what did you do? Don't tell me what you did that everyone does. That's what I told everyone to do. What did you do that expressed your uniqueness? What did you do that expressed your individuality? What did you tap into that was special about yourself, that you left the world different than the way you came into it, and in a way that absolutely nobody else could? The nature of a person is to go to the path of least resistance. The nature of a person is to do what comes the easiest. But I want to know, what did you do where you identified what would be hard, what would be difficult? And that's what you did. And that's what you did. You had a speech impediment and a list, and you list but you had a message to share, so you became a, a public speaker. You know, Mort Klein, love or hate is politics. And, and there are people, plenty of people on both sides of that equation. All right? But Mort Klein has Tourette's. He was born with Tourette's. And because he's so passionate and he felt that... that um, there was not a voice standing up for Israel in the way that he thought they should, and at a time it wasn't popular too, he became a public speaker with Tourette's. I mean, he's spoken here, and you've seen him, and it's, it's not simple. That's Mesir's Nefesh. So, to identify the, the, not the path of least resistance, the path of the greatest resistance for us. And whatever the path is that has the greatest resistance for us, that's the path we have to break through. 
that's, that's, that's where we're meant to be. That's the first clue, that there's something in that for us. There's something for every one of us to do. We're meant to be here. I say this all the time, but we say in Moda'ani, Moda'ani, we wake up and we say, thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Rebbe Shalom. Most people mispronounce. We're all taught the song the wrong way. We say, but those words don't go together. It's, you returned my soul to me with kindness. Great is your emuna. I say this all the time because I think about it all the time because it means, very, it means a lot to me. Hashem, your emuna is great, which is really backwards. Our emuna is in Hashem. So why are we describing Hashem, your emuna is great? In whom does Hashem have emuna? And the answer is, in us. The very way we wake up and start our day is, Hashem, if I woke up, if I opened my eyes, if I'm breathing, if my heart is beating in my chest, then you believe in me. You have faith in me. So if you're 120 years old, or you're 10 years old, or somewhere in between, and you're not sure why you're here and what you have to live for, which is really an epidemic that's been spreading, particularly about young people who are struggling with depression, I have a whole opinion on this that maybe I'll write up at some point, but about Snapchat and social media and comparing ourselves to others and feeling, I don't even know why I'm here and what my point of my life is like because I see how everyone else is living their lives and I can't measure up and I can't compare and I can't enjoy, so I don't even know why I'm here. There's an enormous um, burst of depression and, and suicidal tendencies and these struggles among young people today. So if you wake up and you don't know why you're here, then you have no chance of living a meaningful day. But if you wake up and you say, Hashem, your faith in me is great. Wow. If you believe in me, I have to believe in myself. Rav Tzadik HaKohen writes in Pri Tzadik that Amuna demands Amuna in Hashem, but Amuna also demands Amuna in us. Because if we believe that Hashem created us and put a piece of Himself in us, if we believe there's a Tzalem HaLakim in us, then to have faith in Hashem is to have faith in ourselves. We are His child. We are His extension. To have faith in Hashem is to have faith in ourselves. So Re'eh, Hashem says, give a look. Keep your eyes open. Keep your antenna extended. And listen to the clues I'm sending you. Every day I'm giving you clues what you're meant to do that day, who you're meant to be that day, what you're meant to accomplish that day. Bracha. If you figure out the clues, solve the puzzle, you are pursuing a mission in life, your life will be a bracha. And if you neglect it, if you run away from it, then your life is a klala. You'll be chasing your tail. You'll be running after the things that don't matter and that don't count, but you'll be missing out on the greatest happiness in life, which is to feel that you're living life for a purpose and for a mission. Have a great week, guys.